GainesvilleMedia.com. Video game makers believe that their products are starting to attract a whole new market. The voice of the gaming generation. The competition in this industry is so fierce, but we did manage to get a glimpse into the future. Real gaming opinions. The obvious question is, of course, how long will this smashing success last for video games? The last line of the GameZilla Podcast. Look, that comes one of them now. Welcome to the GameZilla Podcast, your last line of defense in major gaming news. I'm your host, Grim, and with me, my co-host, my producer, the one and only, Butterboy. How are you, buddy? Is tis I, the Butterboy. And I'm riding high because our butter supply was shockingly low at my home, and my wife came home just 30 minutes ago with a fresh supply of butter. <laughs> That's good nervous. to hear. I was getting real nervous, man. I mean pretty important piece of your uh, of everything for you so yeah it, i use it as a hair care product obviously i eat it um but it also gives <laughs> my beard the nice sheen like people are like yeah you could use beard butter i was like why beard butter when you could use real butter but shout out to our friends at the detroit beard collective our, our old sponsor they're good guys yeah shout out to our first ever sponsors there we go yeah but yeah uh well that's good to hear uh i did have to just check real quick but uh welcome to episode 355 of the games of podcast um i know there's been a slight break uh we we came back and did some e3 coverage and then uh took a took another kind of uh unexpected break just with uh you know with with a few things popping up here and there and we uh, wanted to get back to making a show, and there's been plenty of info- of news that has kind of dropped. And today, we just wanted to focus on a a kind of a really focused on two specific things. So, before we get into it, though, I just want to say episode 355. Thank you for your patience as we as we continue to get this podcast kind of ironed out and and re you know running again. Um, but we do want to thank our patrons. Yeah, we have to thank all of our supporters, patreon.com slash games of the media. Uh, it means an immense amount to us that you're sticking with us week in and week out, even though uh, we've we've had a busy summer here and our schedule's been a little erratic, uh, but we absolutely love making podcasts for you and we're glad that you're sticking around and, and enjoying what we're laying down for you. And we appreciate you supporting the other shows on the GameZilla Media Network, including the Last Action Podcast, Legend of Retro, and Noobs and Dragons. Uh, more bonus bonus podcast available for you on our Patreon from those shows as well. So we encourage you to make sure you click and listen to those. And uh, we just it, it means a lot to us. So I know we've uh, we've not done uh, the must or bust the last couple months, but we'll be back soon with the next edition of must or bust for you. Um, yeah, we're, we're just excited to kind of kind of get back into the groove. And we just thank you so much for sticking with us. And uh, yeah, thank you so much to all of our Patreon supporters. Please consider joining our Patreon today. Yeah, absolutely. Um, <clears throat> and with that, I do wanna also, also want to take a, uh, a, just a second to kind of explain if you have if you've been paying attention to some of the other shows and some of the announcements that have been uh that have that have hit the the public side of things now there is some change happening obviously and once we fully work through it and and figure these things out we'll have a better picture of what you know um are we just a, are we just a single singular singular podcast is there a network still you know we're kind of 
figuring a few things out. And I will say that we are kind of shrinking things down and refocusing. We have some people that are moving on because, you know, they it's life. You know, we, we get busy, things change and priorities move. And, uh, you know, we want to be able to allocate our, our free time, the little bit that we have to, uh, to, you know, what we need or want to do. So, um, I wish the best to everyone that's been a part of this network and, uh, you know, everybody is my friend and as well as been a fun, a fun uh, colleague here on the network. And so, uh, we'll we'll have more information to to disclose, but if you're part of the Discord and things like that, you've probably uh, seen a few things pop up here and there, and we'll um, we'll continue to develop that over the coming weeks to make sure that you understand, you know what what everything how it's all going to look uh, in the coming months for Gamesilla Media. So yeah, and I'm going to start salacious and hot rumors. Um, <laughs> Perfect. It, it's going to be wild. Uh, so just so everyone knows, Craig WK has been embezzling money. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yep. That sounds good. Uh, he took embezzling all this money and then um, he's been investing it into Shiba Inu coin. Um, you know, and I don't know if you've been following that, but it's not doing well. And that's why he's on his way out. No. Um, <clears throat> Chops has been stealing luxury cars. Uh, yeah. It's. It's in crazy. Grand Theft Auto, um, you know, just joining. A, <laughs> yeah, you know, <laughs> but uh, anyways, we do have a show for you today. And on episode 355 here, we are going to talk about uh, a couple devices that have been announced. Uh, we're going to start with the Nintendo Switch OLED model. Um, this is the Switch Pro that we have all been what? No. Oh, my bad. This is not. I didn't. I didn't read that right. This is not the Switch Pro that we've all been waiting for. Got it. It almost feels like it's the Atari VCS. Oh man! Like who that asked is, for this? That is rough. So yeah. So right after E3, we were all kind of bummed that we didn't we didn't get any type of Switch Pro talk that we thought maybe we would. And um, shortly after, though, in a weird way, Nintendo decided to drop that there is a new Switch after all. It's called the Switch Nintendo Switch OLED model available October 8th this year, 2021 for uh, $349.99. So by basically a $50 uh, premium on top of what your standard Switch would normally cost. Um, okay. You know, we were uh, weird name, typical, typical of uh, of Nintendo to to just have a super generic, uh, you know, uh, boring ass name. But it, I mean, it's not hiding anything. It's very clear what you're purchasing. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. I feel like <laughs> I just don't get it sometimes, though. It's it's if anything, they try to stay straightforward with like their naming. And then because of it, it actually makes things more confusing. But we did get this new switch. Um, it, it does have a seven-inch OLED screen, uh, a new redesigned adjustable stand, built-in stand or kickstand. Uh, the dock now has a, a LAN port, so you can hardwire uh, once when you're when you're docked. The uh, 64 gigs of internal storage, which is uh, you know slightly increased, and the enhanced audio, which um, I, I don't know how how enhanced it is, but they they they've they've added some some uh, improved speakers and the actual like 
positioning of of the openings on the device has been have been moved. So probably all they did, they just moved the speaker <laughs> holes and they're like now enhanced. Yeah, instead of they, being on can, the bottom, you they face you. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. I thought about that the other day after I was playing my Switch handheld and I had like the volume cranked to be able to hear anything. I was like, oh, I guess there is room for enhancement. Yeah, I mean, yeah, the onboard audio is pretty bad. So I guess any type of improvement is good. But uh, yeah, so they showed this thing off that um, if you if you're not familiar with the switch or you're or you're wondering as you listen to this, what the screen size is now, it's six point two inches. So this isn't even one a full inch bigger, but it is slightly bigger. They've just, you know, reduced the bezel uh, around the outer edge. And my they, whole life, I've been asking for like, I don't even need an inch bigger, just <laughs> point, point eight inches bigger. I'll, I'll take it. <laughs> It'll work. Um, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So the screen is slightly bigger and um, it is an OLED, which is supposed to when we, when, what we've read so far as far as just vibrant colors. If you're if you're not familiar with OLED, the the just the saturation, the, the richness of your of your uh, color. Uh, palette on the screen is going to be very vibrant um very similar if you ever got to play a ps vita uh the original ser- the original version had an oled screen versus like the later editions having an lcd screen you really did see uh the a difference there but um yeah and then they you know they packaged it with a couple white joy con um to and 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 that's it the <laughs> that's your switch oled um pretty lackluster announcement for a lot of us this switch is not it's not you know as what a lot of people are reviewing right now this is not a switch for somebody that already owns a switch like that's pretty much it um i i did, did you p- forget did you forget the the sickest of all features maybe i did what was that that new dock has an ethernet port on no it. I, I did so I, for all for all those hot online games that Nintendo, like Nintendo Online has never been better. Well, I will tell you that. <laughs> wow. I can't even know that part. <laughs> I can't even. I will tell you this. The the land port is is uh, welcomed for me because I I uh, have been enjoying Pokemon Unite now for all of what, uh, 12 hours. And. I already just hate I like I hate playing a game that depends on on a lot and having an Internet connection and using Wi-Fi. I just don't. I mean, sure. When I play this thing handheld, I guess sometimes I, I, I need Wi-Fi uh, to verify my account so that it'll launch the game. But that's about it. This game actually requires it because you're actually playing online. And I just hate I hate Wi-Fi. Everything I have, like my PS5, my Series X, my computers, they're all hardwired. So the fact that I can at least hardwire this thing is nice. But yeah, it is kind of like a that's cool for. I guess <laughs> I guess it's cool. It's cool. Like, Why wasn't that on the original switch? Like, what yeah. does it really cost to throw a quick nick in that? Like, nothing. Yeah. But that still leads me to the point of like, like, that's one of those obvious things of like, why wasn't that in the original switch? Um where like we see the new the new um, kickstand on this thing, it goes across the entire back of the system. It has multiple angles, so you can almost lay the thing flat. Like you can pretty much adjust it to any angle you want. And it, you know, obviously, it's not this little dinky kickstand that's on one side of your screen that then like is just like let's be honest, the original kickstand was was a joke. So 
Um, Total ass. It has yeah, no purpose. Yeah. You, you 3D printed us new, like, <laughs> I did. new kickstands, like, week two. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, we knew it was it was just not going to work. So, um, so this kickstand looks really nice, but it's, again, one of those things of, like, yeah, but, you know, you go look at, like, a... Um, Microsoft Surface or something like, you know, or or name any other device that's that's copied or, or similar to a Microsoft Surface. They all have kickstands like this. It's been out. It's not like this is revolutionary. <laughs> it's not like this is something like, whoa, man, every device is going to look like this now. No, they've already looked like this. You just cheaped out in the beginning. So that's Nintendo. That's been Nintendo's <laughs> principle is maximize old technology. And they're like, oh, that that kickstand that's on the Surface. I don't know. That's been around eight years now. Now we can use it. Yeah. Yep. Um, you know, there's no Joy-Con difference. Uh, so the, the, you're basically looking at just a, a new color that they're releasing with it and, well, lack of color. But, um, it, you know, you're it, it, as far as Joy-Con drift and, and redesigning of anything, none of that, none of that is happening currently with these. And then, like, we're missing things still. Like, okay. So this is just a a facelift, a slight facelift, you know, to to the system. Where is wireless audio? Where is the Bluetooth audio at? How how does this thing still not have Bluetooth audio in it? Not old enough yet. Nintendo's <laughs> like, Ooh, I don't know about that Bluetooth. I don't know if that's going to stick around. We're not going to put it in our device. Was it you that shared someone shared an image with me when this got announced once again, comparing this thing and its and its specs <laughs> to the Vita. Yeah. And again, it just hurts. It just hurts. Like Bluetooth, the, the wireless audio thing is what is just it. It baffles me when when this thing is so especially this model. You you are you're charging fifty dollars more for this model. You've put you've invested it into the handheld screen. Docking this thing for all intents and purposes does gives you absolutely zero benefits other than other than being able to hardwire it. Uh, in the sense of when I play this on my TV, it looks exactly the same as when I play my old Switch on my TV. So really, this upsell to this thing is all in the handheld si- handheld side. And you still don't have wireless audio. You still don't have Bluetooth audio. Like every pair of headphones that I have, little earbuds or whatever, they're all wireless now. Like like everything. <laughs> I don't really have wired headphones anymore, other than the stuff that like plugs into my computer. So I'm just I'm just baffled that you make this device and the best features of this upgraded version is to be enjoyed handheld mode only. And you still haven't done anything for the for Bluetooth audio for this thing. Just don't need it. Just it has ridiculous. enhanced audio. It's, it's ridiculous. Enhanced. I can't you play enhanced have- audio in certain places. I need headphones, otherwise I'm going to disturb people. That's because you're always playing those uh, spooky da- Japanese dating simulation <sighs> games. And, hey, uh, you know you know what? They put them in the the, the shop. So if they're in the shop, <laughs> then I can't be judged for what I play. You're right. I respect <sighs> And they're great games, okay? <laughs> Anyways, um, very realistic. Um, so yeah, that's um, you know that's that's the Switch OLED model. I will tell you, I pre-ordered one um, because they oh, yeah no. because they suckered me into it, man. Like like you can't release something that has a better screen on it the day, the same day that a new Metroid game comes out. 
like you like yeah you handcuffed me to this device because i'm like well i need to experience metroid in its full potential because i may not get another metroid for before i die so like (laughs) i need this i'm gonna here i just put my like my wizard hat on and I have a crystal ball out and I'm looking into the future. That early October show, you're going to hear Grimm say things like this is changing my life. I have looked into heaven itself. I have seen the afterlife here in Metroid dread on my OLED switch. I am a new man. I'm seeing it right now. Yeah. The problem is, is the other thing that I don't like is their marketing is that they're, they're marketing Metroid as the first game. that's going to take full advantage of the switch OLED. And it's like this, the Metroid isn't enhanced. There's nothing special about putting that cartridge into a, into a switch OLED. Like you're not getting anything extra other than the fact that it just has a more vibrant screen. Like, there's no there's no code. There's no development from the from the Metroid team that makes it run better, different or anything on that switch. It's just the fact that it has a, you know, bigger screen with more vibrant colors like that's really yeah. it. Everyone, you're going to hear the words that maybe maybe etched on Grimm's grave one day. 720p never looks so beautiful. <laughs> But I mean, so I do have one pre-ordered, but it's I'm in that situation of it's a it's a just in case like I haven't I haven't myself said, yeah, I'm 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 keeping this, you know, so I could I could see if they're like, okay, well, in handheld mode, now the system will play 1080 and be the OLED screen, but it's still a 720p signal when you play it handheld, which seems insane to me. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. So I. This was the announcement we got, and it was uh, a big letdown for many of us. I think the, the Discord chat and and just watching the internet kind of implode on on this was um, disappointing for sure. This doesn't mean that there's not a Switch Pro in the works. This is, and and if you think about the age of the Switch, and yes, I know they released they, they did release a newer model that had a better battery. But that was it, right? Like, there was no other redesign to that device. So this is really the first facelift for the Switch. And, you know, I think um, some of our Legend of Retro crew uh, was talking about it in the Discord, and they said, why are, Why is everyone so shocked? This is what Nintendo does. Like, and you, and you just said it earlier, too. This is what Nintendo does, right? Like, we, th- we sit there, we, talk, we think about the DS era of Nintendo and how many times, like, you got, like, the DS and then the DS Lite and then the DSi and then the DSi XL. And then, the, you know, and then finally it was like, OK, now here's a 3DS. And then we did the same thing. Here's a 3DS XL. Here's a 3D. Here's a 2DS. That's really a 3DS with a minus technology, but it's the same thing. And then we're going to go back and like, now here's the new 3DS and the new 3DS XL. So, I mean, like, this is what they, this is, this is Nintendo with that, with that just trickle effect of like slightly change it just to keep, you know, people buying this thing. I don't know. I just felt like the 3DS generation gave me hope because, you know, they they never really utilized it. Apparently, you needed it to play Super Nintendo games for some strange reason. But they added (laughs) that little bit of horsepower and they added, you know, the circle stick and I think the two extra buttons or whatever. You know, they at least made some practical changes to the new 3DS. 
Uh, and we, the Wii U didn't live long enough to get an upgraded model, but it, you know it would have, but it probably would have just been storage. So yeah, but come on, don't we don't have to. Okay, so the 3DS, yeah, you could you could argue that a little bit, but like if you look at a a, a three a, a DS versus a DS Lite versus a DSi, okay, the DS was big and clunky, so the the Lite came out and it was it was and guess what it was it was the it's the Switch Lite right it was smaller it was compact it was sexy, and it uh, you know still did everything. Um, then the DSi came out after a newer device, and all of a sudden yeah, it had bigger screens like like what we're dealing with right here a better resolution you know whatever. Uh, oh, but we took out the Game Boy Advance player in the bottom of it, so you actually lost a lot of functionality in the DSi than you had in the light. You know, hence why when you, you got go a camera, <laughs> and yeah, they added a camera to it, which did absolutely nothing. I feel like if you compare that, like this area right there, to where we're at right now, that's what we're getting. And when that 3DS moment comes, that will be the switch pro or or super switch or whatever you want to call it's going to be called moment so i don't know that's true but uh, just just to continue to point out that that's not always the case look how well nintendo implemented the ram upgrade for the n64 totally changed the landscape of gaming (laughs) come on come on (laughs) come on that's what we need. give us. That's the what you're. That's part. that's what you're riding right now. That that's that's the horse you're riding in on. You're missing yeah, a few legs gonna... on that horse, man. Yeah, but it's, <laughs> all it's the four of them. Got. It looks it's like all... a slug. <laughs> yeah, but he likes oats, and uh, you know people look back at him nostalgically. So I mean, if you want to, if you want to really appreciate, uh, you know, upgrades. Look at the Wii, and then the upgraded version of the Wii, the Wii U. Yeah. You know, you could you could make that argument. This is what they do, guys. This is it. Like, I I, you know, for us to be upset is fine. I mean, that's your choice. But in all reality, Nintendo has done this to us almost every every time, every generation. It's just like, oh, okay, cool. Thanks. You know, or you just don't get anything like those are your two options. You get the trickle effect and you never really fully get what you want until it's so old. That you don't even care anymore, because Nintendo has already <laughs> already announced their next generation's coming, um, or you just get nothing. So, see, they should have branded this like they branded Game Boy, Game Boy, Game Boy Pocket. So we had the Switch, the Switch Lite, yeah, and then we had the Game Boy Color. They should have called this the Switch Colors because you get mo- they look better now. <laughs> right? Yeah, I. The, the naming drive is, is bad, and uh, overall, it, it was a letdown, which is going to transition us into our our next piece. But I don't know. Again, jump in the discord. Talk to us there about what you think of the switch OLED. Are you grabbing one? Maybe maybe you don't have a switch. So this is a great, great time to jump in. Uh, maybe you have a switch. And you are excited for this thing. Maybe you explain, give us a, a few examples uh, of reasons that we're not thinking of i don't know so you got any last words for uh for the nintendo side of this you know if you're just now buying a switch for the first time congratulations i'm i'm very happy for you you're about to enter a world of wonderful games and you're going to see them so beautifully yeah for everyone else (laughs) other than grim who needs to play metroid at the best way possible 
which I can respect. Everyone else, save your money. Yeah, I feel like the tough part about this, too, and this will be my last piece, is when we got the Switch and you got it in your hands, it was so cool. And that's, that's something Nintendo does so well, is they give you a system that's truly unique and innovative, and, and you really get to, like, explore it when it's brand new, and you're like, wow, this is really cool. And then some of the aspects of it age, right? Like, the Wii was super cool, and then certain aspects of the Wii motion controls aged poorly, and you just got tired of them. And so the Switch Lite came out, and everyone... Did kind of they did kind of knock the switch light, but I'll tell you what: when you play a switch light, it does give you a different experience. And so, like to, so, like this week, I've been messing around with, with. I have a standard switch and I have a switch light, and I've played both. And it it's depending on what I'm doing, where I'm at. Um, they they I'll grab one or the other. I I wanted this version to be that next chapter of that where it just it felt different and i just don't know that this thing's going to feel different enough for me to warrant keeping like i have my uh what uh let's go pikachu edition switch like if i get an oled version i should probably just get rid of the my original because they're this it's the same thing there's really no different experience that i'm going to get out of it other than having it because it's a because it's a pokemon limited edition version so I, I just for me, that's what I was hoping for, even if it wasn't a Switch Pro, that it would have been different enough that it would have felt like the next chapter. Right. You know, so. I don't think we got that. Nope. So. With that being said, the Switch Killer got announced just honestly days after just like days after the basically the day that you could pre-order your Switch OLED. Steam came out and said, hey, check this thing out. It's called Steam Deck. And it's our handheld device that looks people were like saying this is the Switch Pro that we didn't get. So this is where I think Butterboy and I are going to differ. But if you guys haven't looked up Steam Deck yet, just picture a Game Gear from like 90s. You know, and with, with with just some very gaudy looking touch pads and every, like, I mean, you want to you want any type of input functionality on this device? It's there. OK, so this thing is um, going to be steam valves, you know, valve owns steam. It's going to be steam's portable device that you, that you can access your steam library and play video games on the go. It's PC gaming on the go, basically. So um, let's just let's just kind of go over some of the specs real quick. It's uh, they partnered with AMD and built a custom APU, which is CPU GPU combination um, for handheld gaming. It's a Zen 2 RDNA two powerhouse delivering more than enough power. Uh, performance to run the latest AAA games in a very efficient power envelope is what they say. So custom chip, blah, blah, blah. Uh, your Steam library anywhere. Once you've logged into Steam Deck, your entire Steam library shows up just like any other PC. You'll be able to find your collections and favorites exactly where you left them. Control 
with comfort. The Stream Deck was built for extended play sessions, whether you're using thumbsticks or trackpads with full-size controls positioned perfectly within your reach. The rear of the device is sculpted to comfortably fit a wide range of hand sizes. So, uh, the device is dockable, so you will be able to, uh, uh, it is, the dock will be sold separate, and uh, you will be able to dock it and hook it up to monitors, TVs, I'll give it a hardline internet connection, which is super rare, it never happens. Uh, Nintendo just added it, state of the art. Um, USB ports in case you want to, you know, hook up keyboard mouse to it and things like that. Okay, so the thing sounds cool. And, and everybody just jumped on this and said, it's the Switch killer. Oh, my God, it's a Switch Pro. Man, they got buttons on the back like like a pro like a pro controller would have, like a scuff controller. It's got everything. It's super powerful, blah, blah, blah. And I just stopped for a second. I was like, y'all realize this is coming from the company that hasn't released a single physical piece of hardware that's ever been good. Ever. They literally, they're, bound to, they're bound to get it right. They literally advertise they the failures. This thing has two joysticks. <laughs> this thing has two joysticks, both on the top side. Like think like PlayStation, how they're they're you know they're next to each other, but they're but on top. So so it's you know what it is? It's a Wii U gamepad. Okay, if you ever yeah, had a absolutely. Wii U, it's a Wii U gamepad. Both joysticks are up high, which is fine. I mean, if they're placed properly, that's it can be comfortable. I'm not saying it isn't. But right below both of those joysticks are these giant, like, touchpads for your thumbs, okay? Um, if you all don't know what the Steam controller is, I own one. And I can tell you, it was hot garbage. So the advertisement, the actual marketing piece that they put in their site is that the touchpads on the Steam Deck are 55% better than the ones on the Steam controller. Nice. 55%. So the good news is that the Steam controller is completely unusable. So these are only these will be half usable. And the idea you have of two of them, so that's fully usable. <laughs> so, no, 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 no. Half that's, usable. That's how the math adds So up. the idea of the touchpads, for those of you that are wondering, like, why are they even on there? Is like because obviously you're playing a Steam, you got your Steam library, you have games that uh, that do not support they don't have controller support right like they're not built to be used with joysticks and stuff so the idea of the touchpads is it's supposed to give you that ability of like a mouse uh input you know being able to kind of kind of scroll around and 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 do that type of stuff with it um but yeah like hopefully you can just disable them because them sitting right below the joysticks feel to me like they're just in a really bad spot considering where your thumb, how, how your thumbs protrude off your hands. Um, and then, so then your, your A, B, X, Y buttons literally live to the right of your right joystick and the D pad lives to the left of your left joystick, like smashed in the corner. Like the D pad looks like it's hanging off the side of the damn device. It's so damn close to, uh, to the edge. 
so yeah, I, I don't have a problem with this device because I'll, I'll be honest with you, it's not out yet. So like, I'm not going to sit here and say that the Steam Deck is garbage. But what my problem is, is that these people that are flocking to it and pre-ordering it and ready to, you know, suck the the Steam Deck dick um, is is that the device is coming from a company that has failed miserably on hardware. And then the one device that you all liked somewhat liked i didn't like it but the steam link they just decided not to support it anymore and they killed it so like why would everyone be ready to just dump hundreds of dollars on this thing so that leads me we, to we dumped hundred of dollars on a switch that we thought Nintendo was as good as dead. Yeah, but here's the difference: I, we cared about Nintendo. I don't care about Steam or Valve. I just don't like. I've not, but there's like, people that do. I don't understand those people because PC gaming is for nerds, right? But there, there's people that love Steam. Yeah, and this is my problem though: is that I feel like this device and the early reviews from from certain companies uh, back me up on this: is that this device isn't for them. This device, like if if you love Steam and you have you know thousands of dollars and hundreds of games, thousands of games in your Steam library, like you already live at your computer playing those games. So this handheld device in a world right now where not you know where people aren't moving around as much as they used to, still even though things have gotten a little bit better, um, you know. But this handheld device is just a lukewarm way to play the game worse right like like it's you know this screen okay so guess what you're playing 720 sounds familiar you're playing you're playing on a seven inch screen sounds familiar this is a switch oled as far except with an lcd screen so a, a worse screen and you're gonna play games that were designed to be played on a monitor so a seven inch screen when you're playing certain games that, yeah, you know what? Good. You gave me the option to play this on a handheld. Doesn't mean the developer ever intended on being played on a handheld and it's just going to look like shit. So the quality control of your software is, is going to be all over the place. And then that leads me into the next piece is that I, I like the switch is unique because it's Nintendo. And so if I want to play Mario Golf, if I want to play Splatoon, if I want to play something like that, I only play it on the Switch. Be it handheld, be it be it docked, whatever. Okay? And that's that's always been Nintendo's strength, but but this time around they've even done such a great job with the third parties, with the indie scene, and, you know, and everybody really has loved on the Switch. Th this this device here just seems like this like, hey, we're going to try to do everything uh, we're going to let you play every game that's in your Switch library and and across three models that all have different different specs in, in a couple ways that I'm going to get into in just a second. And so the quality control, the the overall experience is going to vary. And I just I just don't like the, the sounds of it. Um, this this doesn't scream PC Master Race device that people are going to want me personally looking at this device for for me i work from home i still work from home i don't know when i'm not going to work from home this device gives me zero interest to play because anything that's on steam that i want to play i'm going to play it on my computer that's going to has a 3090 in it and it's going to dominate anything that this thing can do and at the same time 
if I did have to go to the office, there's nothing on Steam that screams to me that I can't wait until I get home to play. Like that, that's the that's the difference here is that Nintendo, I have to have a switch handheld or not. I have to have a switch to play that game here. I don't I don't have to have this device to play that game. I could play it on my computer better, higher resolution, better frame rates, period, all across the board. So. To spend four hundred dollars, because that's the starting point for this thing, for the basic model. And then, you know, $400 for 64 gigs of EMMC memory. Okay, your, your basic. the best. Yeah, your basic memory with an SD slot, of course. Okay. And then you can step it up to $529. $129 upcharge to get a 256 NVMe SSD storage. Still has an SD slot as well. Uh, faster storage is, is the selling point. It's literally a bullet point on their website. You get a carrying case. Uh, and you get some exclusive community profile bundle. And then 512 gigabyte NVMe SSD for $650. Okay, so another $120 upcharge. This one's titled Fastest Storage. So it's even faster than the NVMe 256. They're putting even better um, speed, speed memory in there. Premium anti-glare etched glass. So now if you buy the $650 version, you're getting you're getting better, you know, you're getting a premium anti-glare etched glass. So better, just a better experience again. Uh, you still get the case, you still get the profile, and you get a virtual keyboard theme, whatever, exclusive virtual keyboard theme. So right out the gate, the conversation I was having with a friend of mine was that you have three models with three different types of storage with three different types of speed in the storage. So just that alone creates a difference of the experience of loading a game and playing it just based off of the storage model that you buy. Let alone if the developer is actually going to give two shits if this thing plays well on a Steam Deck or not. That was one of the things that when the Xbox series systems were announced, there is some difference in the amount of RAM between the S and the X. But what there isn't a difference is is storage speed. Yeah. And that's that's the whole new generation, the current generation, whatever we want to call it. PlayStation 5 and Xbox series systems has been all about the speed of the storage and for for Valve to come out with that base model to have uh, an eMMC storage, which just so everyone understands is embedded multimedia card storage. It's just built in like SD card. That's the yeah. speed it is. It's old technology. Again, the Nintendo route utilize the old technology to its fullest. Most people wouldn't be playing uh, compute PC games, high spec PC games off of card storage you can play nintendo switch games off card storage because they're all designed to play off that yeah not high speed you know this isn't even as fast as a uh a sata style uh ssd card you'd find in your computer right yeah so and the gpu you know again it's an it's an amd special built apu combo combo chip it can produce up to 1.4 teraflops um, of of performance, which is com they've compared it to, you know, the the beginning of like PS4, Xbox, 
Um, so last gen, right? Um, it does have 16 gigs of RAM. Um, you know, so I mean, there, it, it, it does have horsepower. I'm not saying I'm not saying that the specs aren't semi impressive for a handheld device. I'm just saying this is coming from a group that like. That I don't know how people can be so excited about this when they literally don't have a single device that has been a success story that had a good run um, that had proper support that that the company didn't give up on and just screw people out where they had invested money into it. You know, uh, on the good note, it does have Bluetooth 5.0 with support for controllers, accessories and audio. So, I mean, you know, they, they did that right because I don't understand why anybody would do anything different. The device weighs a pound and a half. A switch weighs 0. 0.7, 0. 0.7, you know, of a pound. So, I mean, it, this, this thing is considerably heavier. Um, the casing and everything is considerably bigger. It's 11.7 inches in length compared to nine and a half of a switch. You know, it's, it's, so, I mean, the, the, the box, the thing is just bigger. Um, so I just, to me, the, ex I had so many people message me like, when are you going to, are you going to pre-order one? You're going to pre-order one? Like, and I'm like, no, like, absolutely not. This is one of those devices that I will gladly wait for people to come out and, and, and rip it apart, review it, talk about it. And and let me know the you know the performance. And so you know, one response was, well, it's open source, and it's going to be you know people are going to be able to do everything with it. It's like it's a Linux box. Okay, so let's talk about this. the The thing is, the thing is a Linux computer, and and in order to properly play all the games that that Switch, uh, sorry, not Switch, uh, that Steam library is going to have, um, you have to be able to. Um, use emulators and stuff so one thing is we're talking about um what is it proton i believe is what it's called it's it's the it's, it's the emulation it's the software that uh yeah proton um it's all built on proton which is a version of linux that's capable of running windows uh, and linux apps so that way that it, it can be compatible to run certain games that are windows based only or whatever so that alone to me is like okay how well does that work? Because we're all, I'm already going to ask you questions about certain some of these games that that don't run well on computers right now that have 3000 series GPUs in them. And then we're going to kick them over to this Steam Deck and through a, you know, through a Steam OS that is built on Proton, uh, we're going it, to it's expected to run well. And I just like. I have a hard time believing Steam, who doesn't care about their library, who has allowed the library to get just uh, super crummy at times and, and, and really just have major problems uh, to, you know, to make sure that their entire library is going to support this device. So to me, it sounds too good to be true. It sounds like it's trying to do too much. And so for, you know, for the excitement for some people on this device, I am the other side of this that says we should all wait because this very well could be Valve's next device that they sell for $99.99 a year after it launches because they just don't want to deal with it anymore. 
See, I, I initially was excited about this because it does look like a, a, a cool device. And the idea, again, after we just got let down with the Switch OLED, because I, I like I was sitting here like I have my money ready to go for them to announce Switch Pro and me buy one. And so then all of a sudden this device comes in, you know, only $50 more than the OLED model. And it would give me access to play stronger, you know, h- higher res games and, and more modern games on the go. And I was like, oh, it seems seems pretty cool. And again, for me, who doesn't have a gaming PC and doesn't necessarily game a lot on PC, but I do have a a library on Steam, this would be a nice way for me to access that and play those games because this would still be better than the laptop that I own. And I wouldn't have to invest in a gaming PC. But as I learned, and I, and I don't like keyboard and mouse, so like there's a lot of factors in this would make sense for me. But then when you find out that $400 model, realistically looks like it's set up to play indie games. You know, it doesn't, I, I can't imagine they show control in the ad here. I can't imagine controls going to work real well on that system, let alone maybe even fit on it with its 64 gigs of storage. So if I wanted a handheld device that was good at playing indie games, well, I've owned one of those for five years now, four years now or whatever it is. And it's the Nintendo switch. It's the best indie gaming device on the planet. So I would have to then look at the five or $600 model to actually have something that would perform in the way that I want to. And now I'm already looking at, well, I guess maybe I'd be better off just investing in a nice setup for my cell phone and, and enjoy X cloud. If I need to play higher res games on the go. And that could be the area that this system falls into having difficulties were with is the rise of cloud gaming and, and things like X cloud. But I love the space they're trying to move into. And I honestly think if this is functional, Valve could have a big hit on their hands, but I have concerns that that $400 model is going to tank this entire line because so many people are going to buy the base model. Its functionality is not going to meet what I think people would expect it to. And that's going to cause this project to go down in flames, but I'm excited about it. I would love to have one of these in my hand and I'd love to see how it plays but the storage that they chose to put in the base model has me extremely nervous. And I I'm rarely a, an early adopter of things. So this is something I wouldn't have necessarily run out to get, but the initial stuff they showed off, I was like, this looks like a great device for me. Yeah. And so, like you said, it's EM, EMMC, uh, internal memory. And then, um, gen three NVMe, uh, would be that middle model. And then gen four, uh, NVMe, would be the expensive model. That's 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 the storage like differences as far as that goes, and obviously the amount of storage keeps growing as as you spend more money, and they do. So there's a couple things that they that they do talk about, and so I think my point on this is that no one should be excited for this out out the gate, um, but they do talk about that the CPU is an AMD APU with four cores and eight threads, and it uses the Zen two architecture which is the same thing that Xbox Series X and PS5 use, in addition to Ryzen 3000 series desktop uh, processors. So the Steam Deck also includes the same graphical architecture as the ninth generation gaming consoles powered by AMD RDNA 2, meaning it will support hardware-based ray tracing. Okay, like they keep so they're using all these words that like mean something to people right now that have been marketed time and time again. But again, like I don't first of all, ray tracing means nothing on a on a on a 720p, you know, sorry, this is an 800p resolution, you know, seven inch screen. And yes, you can dock this thing. But then again, 
you know, docked how 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 much is this thing really going to be able to do? Okay, like ray tracing is a struggle for people that are running current. 3000 series gpus on certain games so now you're telling me this dual this this multi you know multi cpu apu chip is gonna is gonna out is not gonna outperform but gonna perform well enough that people are gonna be satisfied with it i don't i just don't expect that so um then you got the 16 gigs of 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 ram which is great sure um but then the other piece that they keep talking about is AMD using AMD architecture also means that the Steam Deck supports Fidelity FX Super Resolution, which is AMD's open source super sampling technology that allows it to offer four different settings that prioritize either performance or visual fidelity. That's a lot of words. Basically, that means if you guys have messed with NVIDIA's side of it, this Fidelity FX Super Resolution is is amd's version of of nvidia's um god why can't i think of it dlss i think is what it's called it's basically yeah yeah, it's basically their their technology to improve frame rates improve resolution improve all the you know ray tracing uh through software instead of heart instead of required hardware and the um technology is really cool and it has improved situations for people but none of this means anything when you get your hands on this device because none of it's going to matter on a lot of these games that a aren't going to utilize it. And then B, a lot of these games that aren't going to spend the time to go back and adjust it to be optimized for what seems to be um, a, a custom built chip that yes, it's using standard technology but it is a custom built chip so to access that technology in the sense of like programming will it just work or or is there going to need to be patches done for these computer for these games to properly uh utilize these things and how much are these uh developers that are on steam going to care to do that so they won't care at all yeah they won't care at all right and so I think, you know, you'll get your Doom Eternals, your controls, you know, your your big games. Yeah, of course you're going to get you're going to get support there. But the advan- the the thing about Steam has always been the vast library of indies and unique games that you that you would never find on a console or whatever, right? And for this particular device, you have to look at the Switch and be like there's going to be all these games that will never be playable on the Switch currently at least. So you know, those are the games that I that then come down to the question of, uh, you know, are we going to get the proper support? The you know the the one thing I will say is we are in an era where it doesn't matter if you're playing Xbox, PlayStation, or Nintendo. We have we have joystick drift everywhere. So what's different about steam and what they're doing to avoid joystick drift on a device that's not a joy con so you can't just slide another joy con on there and keep going so you know there there has been that big question of well what you know what internal parts are you using that's going to that's going to allow my 600 dollar handheld device to not have that problem they already have the solution it's right in front of your eyes it doesn't matter if those joysticks stop working oh, because you have the very useful thumb trackpad. I knew you were going to say it. 
Well, the other answer is, is that it has Bluetooth, full Bluetooth control so I can sync a controller to it and keep playing. But, you know, again, the, the built in the built in controls are as far as the components are a question I have, you know, that's but that's a question I have for everything right now. It doesn't matter who makes it. I'm concerned about it because it's happening everywhere right now. So, um, but I mean, this, uh, we've, we've talked about this in the past and I think I'm trying to remember of a, of a product that you and I have had this discussion with, but like when you make a product that it can do a hundred things, it might be able to do a hundred things, but it doesn't seem to do anything perfectly. And then when you make a very focused P device, it can be a very precision device that does something really well, but then it, but it only does that one thing. Right. And so there's always that balance in between of like, well, depending on what we're making, if we're making a Xbox elite series two controller, then yeah, it needs to be this precision device that does exactly the one thing, which is be the best controller on the market, you know, uh, not give me, joystick drift not do these things and of course i'm using this as an example because it didn't do that um it is a very good controller but it does have problems but it's a it's designed for one thing where you know we go we go look at the steam deck and we go okay well it's this handheld device that's a linux box that's an open source that's going to play everything um across your library that's going to give you um you know joystick input the touchpad input bluetooth input dock input keyboard mouse support all all this stuff we're gonna slap in this big this battery that's gonna give you seven eight hours uh you know or well, five let's say five to eight hours of battery life depending on what you're playing and you know um we're gonna give it a premium price tag that if you go and buy the 650 dollar model Man, six hundred and fifty dollars. Like, like, what else could you go out and buy? Like, it, it, for for someone like you who's saying I don't have a computer, that is a computer. That's a, you could if you just bought a tower, you could go get a tower that has decent specs at that point. Mind you, right now GPUs are still stupid, but but I mean they're out there. So like, you know, you you have to start looking at things and go, okay, well, we're not talking about the four hundred dollar model anymore. Now we're talking five thirty minimum, potentially. I, I think that four hundred dollar model's misleading. Yeah, I, I it really is think misleading. Be problems with it, right? So really, we're looking at five thirty and six twenty or whatever, right? And so, I don't know. It just to me, I I was getting really annoyed over the last week of all these people just praising this thing and i'm like it is far too early to get on this bandwagon and praise a device from a manufacturer that for for majority of its of its uh, existence has been a software company uh and the few times that they've tried to make hardware um how have steam boxes you know how's your steam box working you still like it i was thinking about gonna I, uh, go buy one do you know where i can buy one from can't find them anywhere. I, uh, I would imagine pawn shops and garage sales are probably your best bet for <laughs> buying a Steam box. Right. I mean, like, and, will and, it work? No. And that was with that was with getting manufacturers on board like Alienware and getting getting companies that knew how to make hardware to make the hardware. And it still didn't work because 
though I don't want to blame the hardware always, I feel like Steam is just is Steam itself, like the cons the platform is chaotic. It's it's ever changing. It's messy. It, it you know, and every time it gets it gets kind of cleaned up, like there's always there's always something going on with Steam and though people like it because it is that open world it is that it is kind of the wild wild west in in ways and people like that feeling there's also the disadvantage to that of the sense of like hey we want to create a clean functional ecosystem it makes it incredibly difficult to do that it's why you know more closed off companies and i know they've been more open in, in certain ways but nintendo builds an environment and then and then build within the environment and yeah sure we still get the 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 you know the bad games here and there from a developer that had no business porting something to to the to the the switch but it's not on the scale of what i believe this thing could end up being and so i have bef- you know i like i've been very negative of it today on this on this episode I'm not saying it's garbage. I'm not saying that it's not going to that it, that it doesn't have potential. It does. What I'm saying is is be cautious and don't get burned. That's really what I want to say here to the people that are considering this thing is that read review after review after review. The one comment I made this week was IGN got hand, first hands-on with this with this device, and I don't read a ton of IGN anymore, but they wrote a review on, or they wrote their first impressions on this device, and it was very lukewarm, honestly. It wasn't, they weren't bashing it, but in the end, they basically said, I'm gonna, I'm gonna wait on this, and I'm gonna play my Steam games on my computer. That's, that's, and, and IGN they like everything <laughs> like like i mean that's you know like i don't read many like just i don't want to call this a negative write-up but it was a con- but to me it was a concerned write-up it, it feels like ign is very selective of when they say negative things yeah and going lukewarm on something like this was surprising like that's probably honest yeah they're probably being honest with that because if they if they liked it I think they would definitely say that. And if they didn't like it, I don't know if they go as far to say that, but to be lukewarm, I think that's kind of a saying we don't like it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, but at the same time, I will give steam um, and valve some credit. You released it at the perfect point. You want people talking about this device. You want it in the, in, in every, you know, uh, news article. Y- you launched it at the perfect time when when Switch OLED got announced and Nintendo was kind of dealing with, uh, you know, some some upset fan base and, and, and the handheld world was expecting more. And then you brought your handheld device out, um, you know, so I think for that point that you did create a lot of buzz because of it. And so that that's a good marketing move. I think the name sucks. I'm sorry. Like it's the steam deck as, as a content creator and a streamer, I already use something called a stream deck. And I don't know how many times I've been talking about this thing with my wife. And she's like, wait, are you talking about your Elgato stream deck? Or are you talking about the steam deck? And I was like the steam deck. He's like, she's like, well, you just said stream deck. And I was like, God damn it. Like, I just hate the name. I hate the name. I just, it's just not, it doesn't do it for me. 
So, um, you know, that's just my personal opinion on that, though. I'm pretty indifferent to the name, so. I mean, it's not any worse or better than the Switch OLED. <laughs> I mean, that they, I think they're both bad. Um, yeah. But, you know, I think the problem that I'm having, the, the biggest problem I have right now is that there's it's comparison. Like right now, I'm literally staring at a comparison with the Switch OLED and the Steam Deck like next to each other with all their specs. And I see a three forty nine ninety nine price tag, and then I see the three ninety nine, and then slash five twenty nine slash six forty nine. The thing I hate seeing is that that the comparison of the fifty dollar difference between the two, yeah. and um and and believing that 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 that's really the model that you should be looking at because I I really don't believe that's the model anyone should look at. If you're truly trying to buy this device because you think it's the future of handheld gaming and it's going to give you that performance, it's going to give you all that all those capabilities, you at least need the 529 version because even if everything they showed us at, at, at the uh, the announcement was played off of an SD card like they're stating, that doesn't confirm that everything coming out afterwards is going to work. And so when you think of all these games that are coming out this year, early next year, and anything beyond that, you know, having a Gen 3, preferably a Gen 4 NVMe device in your in your uh, handheld, just like you would have in your Xbox Series X or your PS5, or even, yes, in your computer, if that's what you truly believe this thing's going to be able to do, which is be able to play what you play on your computer you know, at a, at a certain level, you know, maybe not the same performance, but at a decent performance that you can still enjoy, you would probably want to match your memory speeds. You would probably want to match that. So, you know, um, having that SD slot in all of them is great for being able to store things. And then whatever you're playing, being able to move it over to the NVMe and, and utilize that as, as your, your, you know, your drive to actually play the games, um, I really believe the 529 is like the minimum model you should look at. And if you're going to buy the 529 and you believe this is a, this is a device that's really going to change your life, that's really going to impact you and you're, and you're going to be playing games everywhere, I, I, I would save the money and, or I would, I would not save the money. Sorry. I would spend the extra money and do, and just do the 649 model. So at that point, yeah. we're talking $300 more than the switch OLED significantly different yeah and at three hundred dollars more the processing power and the gpu power and the extra ram and the storage all starts to make sense because it's three hundred dollars more so that's uh you know that that's my only thought on that um but we'll see you might be able to better just get two switches and solder them together and just see if that's better yeah there you go yeah, and I, I do, you know, I do believe that we're still we're still in um, in for a Switch Pro of some sort. I think we could see it as early as next year, uh, late next year. Um, I think this was just a facelift that um, just was unfortunately the timing was god awful when everyone really thought we were going to be getting that next that next piece. Um, you know, I think if this would have came out before E three, you know, just just randomly people would have looked at him like oh okay cool yeah you know they just uh 
just clean. They're just cleaning up their system. You know, like everybody does it. Car manufacturers do it. Like everyone has facelifts, you know, when it comes to products. So like this isn't surprising, but I think the timing wise, everyone had already just gone all in on the fact that we were going to get this beefy Switch Pro and uh, we didn't get it. So that, you know, that just just sucky timing. That's all bad timing. Um, I'm a little surprised that we didn't get a price drop, like a even a $30 price drop on the base model switch and then the OLED model at two ninety nine. Uh yeah, yeah, two ninety nine. Or even like, hey, we're dropping the the original switch down to two sixty nine and then it's gonna be three thir- three twenty nine or something for the OLED model. Like still a, yeah. a fifty to sixty dollar price difference, but I, I am surprised we didn't see our first price cut on the base model switch. Yeah, no, that's a good point too. Yeah. I agree. I agree. That would it. make this announcement also feel a little bit different if a price cut to the regular switch came with it. Yeah, because then if you still didn't care about this one, but you were still in the market for a switch, all of a sudden you might start thinking about picking up a, you know, a, a standard switch or, you know, does did the switch like it affected it all by this as well? So, yeah, you know, I don't think there's any problem currently with there being three SKUs in the Nintendo line. I just think, it, like you said, they, they haven't diversified their product line enough to really uh, explain it. So like, is, you know, and so the, that, that final question is, does the Switch OLED actually replace the standard Switch? I, I don't think so. I think we're still going to remain having three models that, you know, just kind of don't, re- like, the light does. Don't get me wrong. The light has has its own thing going, but the other two just kind of feel like, why, why do both of these exist? <laughs> so... But we'll see. I agree. All right. So um, final thoughts on our show today. Switch OLED Steam Deck. Uh, we're seeing what looks like you know, we've seen Alienware and Lenovo and, and other companies starting to kind of throw out these um, prototype handheld devices. So, I mean, in the grand scheme of things, I do believe we're starting to see um advancement in handheld gaming uh that the switch kind of uh started i I will give credit to nintendo where credit's due i think handheld i mean mobile gaming has always been very popular of course but i think the nintendo switch proved that a dedicated device that can be portable is still sought after by by uh by the you know the gamers um and so now with the technologies that that are starting to come out with the you know uh, fidelity and DL and DLSS from NVIDIA and, and you know, the, um, these custom chips, APU chips that are, that are able to pump out some pretty impressive performance. I just think my, my final thought on this whole, this whole episode is that steam deck may not do well. I, I still don't have, I'm, I'm not sold on it, but I think, th- I think we are seeing the beginning of, future devices and how we can break away from being stuck you know at a computer at a desk and and uh you know and obviously laptop is not the answer anymore people don't people don't want to lug a gaming laptop around you know so i think um if steam deck can't do it right out the gate it is it is the foundation that's um that's being built here for either valve or someone to piggyback off of and and continue this uh this evolution of gaming 
Yeah. Yep. I agree. We're, we're, we're getting a glimpse of things and I think we're going to find that maybe the Steam Deck wasn't quite there. I'm interested if this Steam Deck will be successful as a supplemental product to PC gamers. Typically, PC gamers are pretty, uh, pretty high on their specs, and this device isn't necessarily that. So I don't know if it, how, many, how much of the PC gaming market that's going to appeal to, but regardless, we are getting a glimpse of what we are going to see moving forward. Absolutely. So, um, again, we always ask our listeners to join the Discord and come talk in the channel, you know, the GameZilla podcast channel, maybe the Nintendo channel or or wherever you feel like you want to share your opinion. Come talk to us about this topic, because I think I think a lot of people have different views on this right now. Uh, a lot of people are excited for different reasons. I'm not a huge investor into my Steam library. So me being jaded by this and being uh, you know turned off. Um, isn't a fair isn't a fair judgment to say someone some of my friends that have thousands of games on Steam and they and their their world like their life of gaming exists through the Steam platform. So, you know, I would I would love to continue the conversation in the Discord with you and just hear some of your thoughts as well on this topic. So hopefully we'll see you over there. But uh, we are going to wrap things up for today, and we appreciate everybody once again for your patience as we uh, work through setting up this new show with uh, with Butterboy and I here and just kind of getting things rolling here. But uh, today was a great show. I had a lot of fun, buddy. Yeah, I was I was excited as soon as uh, I saw the, the Steam Deck come out. I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to sitting down and, and breaking this down a little bit. So yeah. I had a lot of fun today. I believe you said something in, in the concept of that you were gargling uh, the Steam Deck in I, a way. I, I was obviously, you're, you were like, man, I don't know about the Steam Deck. And I was like, I love it because, <laughs> of course, I always say that. Uh-huh. Yep, yep, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, so it was it was a good episode. It feels good to be back. So we're, we're, we're looking forward to communicating with our listeners. And remember, if you're listening to us on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, wherever you listen to podcasts, um, we are on Spotify as well. Um to make sure to give us a heart, leave us a, leave us five stars, give it, give us a review, you know, all that type of stuff helps us and make sure you hit that subscribe button. And then, like I said, join the discord. You can get to the discord right from the website, gameslowmedia.com and um, come hang out with us and we can talk video games all week long and you can actually influence some of the stuff that we're talking about. Uh, right. You know, just by being involved in the discord. You know, we we read all that stuff. We interact with you, and that also helps us shape our shows. So, uh, be part of be part of the podcast in that way. Uh, go ahead, Butterboy. I guess um, I'm going to hand it over to you for whatever you were about to say, and to thank our patrons. Yeah, thank you so much to all of our patrons who've supported us for all of these years. Patreon.com/slash Games in the Media. Please consider uh, starting your patronage uh, as low as just one dollar per month. Just kick us a buck. And help us keep our website up and running and uh, keep this show happening for you and uh, available for your ears and for your brain. And hopefully you learn something about the the Steam Deck and the Switch OLED today hanging out with us. And it's all brought to you by our patrons. So thank you so much to them. And please make sure you swing by GameZillaMedia.com and uh, give a listen to the other great shows that are there as part of the GameZilla Media Network. Yep. Absolutely. So thanks again, everybody, for tuning in to episode 355. And we will be back uh, for the next show. Until then, just remember, we are your elite free DLC.
And until next time, game on. Game on.